What's up and welcome to the single player experience. I'm your host Sebastian Malden and in this episode I'm talking about Madden 23. We all know and have played a Madden game before. Let's be real about it, even non-football fans have tried it at least one time. It's just simply iconic in video games. However, over the years there's also been complaints that the series has become stagnant and stale. That the franchise is lacking any real improvements year after year. Well, this year the marketing push for the game promised real change. They promised a real massive step forward for the franchise. At least, that's what they advertised. So, did they deliver? Is Madden 23 a good single player experience? Find out right after the intro. DJ, hit the beat. This is the Single Player Experience, the podcast that helps single player gamers manage their video game backlog. I'm your host Sebastian Malden and my main quest is to help you manage your ever growing video game backlog by letting you know which single player games are worth your time and money so that you can have the best single player experience. Now without further ado, let's start the show. DJ, cut the beat. I sluggishly sat up and got off the turf, a place that I had sadly become familiar with over the last 20 minutes. I hear the whistle signaling that we've used our first time out of the second half. I jogged over to the sideline straight up to our coach. Coach looks me dead in the eyes and says, Look, I'm not going to lie to you. I get it. You're tired. You've been sacked five times tonight. But tonight, despite all that, we're only down four points. We can still win this, and you got to get us there. The season's on the line. We lose this, we go home, and we watch the playoffs. Go make something happen. It's third and six on our 40-yard line. 38 seconds to go in the game. We got the ball. I know we can do this. I tell my team to play, and we all line up. I wait for everyone to get set, and then I start to play. Hike! I drop back, scanning my reads, praying that my receivers will get open. No, they were all covered. One of the defensive backs breaks free and hauls ass towards me. I sidestep him, avoiding the sack, and take off up the field towards the right sidelines. My tight end comes up and blocks the guy in front of me. I get to about the 25-yard line before I'm pushed out of bounds. That play didn't go according to plan at all. No, it was an utter disaster that we kind of made some gold out of. Thankfully, though, we still have about 18 seconds left. We have time for maybe two shots, maybe two, at the end zone. I get back to the huddle, call the play, and we line up again. This is it. This is probably going to be do or die time right here. I call for the snap and drop back. Before I even get to go through my progressions and really scan the field, I'm hit hard by the same DB that's been tearing my ass up all night long. As I laid on the turf, I can hear the whistle signaling another timeout was called. Someone on my team helps me up to my feet and our team jogs over to the coach. I hear the play call but ignore the inspirational speech that coach is putting out there. Hopefully it inspires the O-line to finally protect my ass because damn I've been getting hit all night. So as we march back onto the field I can not help but think that it's probably going to come down to this one last play. We got 10 seconds left on the 38 yard line. We got one timeout left and we're down by 4. We have to score a touchdown to win the game. So now, it really is do or die time. We do a quick huddle. One of my rookie receivers looks me dead in the face and says, I can bring us home, man. I can bring us home. Pass me the ball. I admire his guts and confidence. But it's hard to trust the guy since he's leading the league in drop passes. 
I tell everyone to play, ask the line to give me some time to actually do some work, and beg the receivers, absolutely beg them to get open. I know it's a tall ass for both groups, but it's time to step up. We have to win this game. It's win or go home. We get back to the huddle. The audience is going ballistic. I imagine you can probably hear the loud roar of the crowd in every inch of the stadium. We line up and I call for the snap. Huck! I drop back, hoping that the receivers can get open. I look to the left and everyone's covered. So I scan to the right and see the same defensive back break free. This time he's met with our running back. He was supposed to be out running a route, but I guess he chose to stay back and block that monster. Anyways, I'm thankful. I look back upfield and I see it. There he is. The same receiver that said, give me the ball. He's wide open in the end zone. Well, shit. Why did it have to be him, though? Well, he's open, so I launch the ball right at him, hoping that despite his history, he's going to come up big and make the catch that's going to win us the game. So, this is a story that I experienced playing Madden 23. Well, most of it is. No one really talked to me, but that's how I kind of imagined it went in my head. The marketing leading up to the game's release put a heavy emphasis on the game's new precision passing and field sense features. So, do they really change the game that much? Is this the revolutionary change we've been hoping for with the Madden games? We're going to go into all that in this review of Madden 23, so let's talk about it. To answer the first question, these improvements do change the game substantially. In the NFL, quarterbacks not only have to pass the ball accurately, but attempt to place the ball in a position where only his receivers can make the catch. Being good at those skills reduces the risk of a pass being deflected or worse, intercepted. So the inclusion of precision passing in this year's Madden is kind of a big deal. Just like in the NFL, the precision passing feature in Madden makes a solid difference in the game overall. Albeit, there was a lesser version of this feature in previous installments, so this isn't quite as new as the franchise would lead you to believe. To use this feature, you first choose the type of pass you're going to do, aka like a lob pass, a straight bullet, a sidearm throw, you get it, you kind of choose the pass you want to do. Then you use the analog stick and then the on-screen meter to set up exactly where you're going to throw the ball. It's nice to have that freedom to decide where you're going to lead the receiver or throw towards his back shoulder. It's that kind of little details that makes this game kind of seem more realistic. And to be honest, this is a well thought out feature that could use a bit more polish visually to make it a bit more user friendly. But I gotta say, it's a solid first attempt. The field sense feature is a completely different story though. FieldSense is supposed to provide new branching animations with the goal of making the game more unpredictable. It has some new tackle animations for more realistic hits. It also is beneficial on offense with new animations to help break tackles and run the ball in a more realistic manner. It's a good idea, but often the results are a bit janky and robotic visually. This seems like a very good idea that has potential, and I'd like to see where it goes in the future, but Right now, it feels like this is an idea that needs more time to be as good as it needs to be. Now, let's talk about the game modes. Right off the bat, I just want to say that I will not be reviewing or providing any insight into the Ultimate Team mode. I don't play these modes in games, so I can't speak to the quality or improvements of this year's Ultimate Team mode, to be honest. I'm the type of gamer that cringes at microtransactions, and modes like these often encourage those, so that's not really my cup of tea. The franchise mode on the other hand, which is the mode that I played the most of in games like these, in all sports games to be honest, was given much needed improvements this year. 
The addition of free agent logic was a much needed feature. It's great that the free agents now consider things like whether or not a team is actually going to be a contender, the money aspect, and how well they're going to actually fit on a team. Another welcome addition is the new scouting info that we get in the game. Before, scouting was really just surface level, but here you can scout talents from regions and get a lot more useful information about a potential prospect. The assistant coaches and the coordinator system needs work and attention in this mode though. They play a huge role, an absolutely massive role in the NFL, but Madden hasn't quite reflected that in the game yet. Now let's talk about the face of the franchise mode, which was also given some small improvements. Most of the poorly done cutscenes are gone and instead the game places you in the action a lot more, which is a welcome change. The emphasis is on playing more football and earning more XP to grow your player. This is a much needed step in the right direction. There are certain things like the drive objectives that feel poorly thought out, but this mode is starting to go in the right direction here. Here are some overall flaws with this year's Madden. First of all, the game seems lacking content-wise compared to some of the other sports games like MLB The Show and NBA 2K23. When you compare what NBA 2K is doing with this year's Jordan challenges with its My Career mode and its My Era's franchise mode, Madden just simply pales in comparison. It's a shame, really, that the game doesn't allow you to play franchise mode with historic teams in the mix. It's crazy, absolutely mind-boggling considering that the historic players are already in the game being advertised in the Ultimate Team mode. Next year's Madden should really copy NBA 2K's My Era mode and add some more depth to their franchise mode. Let us play with historic players, our historic teams in the franchise mode, Madden. Come on, man. This should be a layup or, you know, an easy pass. Another flaw is that it's a bit hard to find the street football mode in the game's menu. This could be an indication that this mode isn't really long for the Madden games. Overall, should you play Madden 23? Is Madden 23 a good single player experience? The answer is a tentative yes. Everything about Madden 23 is marginally better than the previous years in many ways. The game has solid improvements in its franchise mode and its face of the franchise mode. The inclusion of precision passing and field sense features add some much needed flavor to the gameplay even if it did need more time in the oven. So yeah, this is the best Madden in years, but overall it does seem like a small step forward rather than the 40 yard dash that fans were hoping for. In this show we practice the 10 games backlog rule. In this practice you log down 10 games. Those games are going to be your video game backlog. To be as productive as you possibly can be, we recommend that you only play three games at one time. One single player narrative game, one game that's going to be your chill and relax game, and another game that's going to be your palate cleanser game, which is a game that you play when you're not in the mood for your other narrative games. When you complete or get tired of one game, it leaves the backlog list. Then you decide which new game is added to the list and which game on the list advances to your active three games. So where should Madden 23 fit in your video game backlog? This is a game that should be in your chill and relaxed spot unless you're a massive fan of sports games and you happen to play Madden all the time. Madden doesn't really have much of a narrative and there's technically no end to the game. As a result, it isn't a game that you can just beat and move on from, so I'd recommend that you just have this in your chill and relaxed spot as a game that you play just to kinda, you know, keep your mind off of things, and that's the place I'd recommend it for in your video game backlog. So that is the game recommendation of the week that you should consider adding to your backlog list. 
If you want me or my community of gamers to give you feedback on your backlog list, then join us in the single player experience discord server. Once you're in, feel free to share your video game backlog list or talk about good single player game experiences that you've had lately. The link to join the free single player experience discord server is in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and I hope to catch you in the next one. Peace.